everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Team Wellness TO podcast. For today's episode, we had the pleasure of sitting down with Monica Gold. Monica Gold is a fiery, energetic Canadian dancer, choreographer, content creator, and founder of Find Your Fierce. Find Your Fierce is a dance and fitness company known for its empowering dance choreography and signature cardio party classes, best described as Zumba meets Beyonce on a triple shot of espresso. That means ridiculous energy and a heck of a lot of sweat. The power of social media brought Monica a dedicated following of fans and participants leading Monica to become a major force in the dance world. If you scroll through her feed of endless videos, you'll get lost in a sea of good vibes and girl power, characteristics which brought on collaborations with record labels, Sony Music Entertainment, Warner Music Group, and Universal Music Group. Her classes and influence have also led to partnerships with fitness giants Asics, Skechers, Reebok, and Canadian retailer Urban Planet. Beyond that, she has lent her voice and talents to numerous nonprofit female focused groups across the city advocating the mental health benefits associated with dance. She looks forward to continuing to use her content, influence, and voice to positively impact all the people and specifically the women and young girls it reaches. In today's episode, you'll learn about Monica's journey, how Find Your Fears started as one single dance class at the Underground Dance Studio to becoming multiple classes to then a dance company and then of course the dance fitness classes, Fierce Fitness, and now Find Your Fierce TV. Find Your Fierce TV is the Netflix for all things dance and fierceness. The goal of the platform is to provide dance lovers with access to dance tutorials, fun workouts, and TikTok tutorials filled with positive, sassy, empowering energy that will make them feel confident and fierce AF. So let's get settled in for today's episode with Monica Gold so you can learn all about her journey and all of the hidden bits of information that we don't get to see through social media. And before we get into the episode, if you would like to try some CBD from Resolve CBD, either oils or creams or gummies, they have it all for you. We absolutely love it. So just use the code RSLVTWTO, all capitals, no spaces, to get 10% off any order, including sale items. All right, so here we go. Building a fierce business with Monica Gold. Hey friends, welcome to the team. I'm Sarah, a corporate wellness consultant, fitness instructor, and movement enthusiast. And I'm Kira, helping to build a wellness startup and lover of all things fitness, dance, and well-being. We're your hosts of the Team Wellness TO podcast. Together, we've created this podcast to be your one-stop shop for all information about the entrepreneurs that work to build a healthier Toronto every day. With your help, we will form the largest community of healthy, happy, and thriving individuals in Toronto. Our mission is to bring you helpful information and resources in order to make the wellness space more accessible. Let's get this conversation started. So today we are here with the fierce queen herself, Monica Gold. Thank you so much for being here. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much for being here. We always like to start from the beginning. So tell us what you were like as a kid and how you discovered dance. Oh, wow. Well, I often make, I feel like anyone who's ever heard me talk is bored of hearing me say this already, but I swear, I think that I came out of the womb dancing. (laughs) Um, Just, you know, Um, but I've danced most of my life. Uh, Started off recreationally and then eventually went to competitive. 
then decided not to do that anymore, focus on school. In the meantime, there always was a way that dance kept pulling me back. And as I discovered it more in school, and then when I graduated school and in Toronto, um, dance has always played a big part in my life. And I believe it is part of what has formed me as a human and my energy and, you know, hopefully my positivity as well. Yeah, definitely. You're definitely a, a ball of energy that you can see like through everything you post and, and, and obviously when you take class with you. So that's awesome. All right. So I, well, we've both taken class with you and I was a part of the Find Your Fierce Dance Company, which was amazing. And I can attest to Monica running an amazing company. Um, so much fun dancing with her. And so can you describe your journey from dance training and then switching over to teaching? Yeah. Well, like I said, I had I'd taken dance throughout my entire life. I was a studio kid and it wasn't until I guess in high school I did dance assisting but I never really made up any of my own routines or anything like that. I was always I actually never thought that I would be like a dance instructor of any sort. Like I never thought I would do choreography. I was always like yeah I much much rather learn and you know be the one you know learning from an instructor rather than being the instructor um, or the choreographer. And, uh, and slowly but surely, it wasn't until my last year of university, and funny enough, it was the summer before my fourth year at university, I took a class in Toronto with Hollywood Jade. It's my first heels class ever, because I was working in downtown Toronto. And... <laughs> His class was just amazing. I fell in love with it. It was, again, my first time dancing in heels. And I was like, this is awesome. It's incredible. At school, I was doing no like contempt and lyrical and a little bit of hip hop. Uh, and, uh, and but then I took that and I was like, I, I don't, don't want to stop dancing like this. You know, I felt like uh, it was a Beyonce class. It was a J-Lo class. It was yeah. so much energy. It was so so when I got back to right before university started again that year, I wrote a post on Facebook or something and I said, hey, if I was to teach a heels class, would anybody be interested in taking it? Needless to say, there was a really big interest and it started that year, got in touch with the athletics coordinator at the school. They had already been running like a lot of these recreational classes for students. And so we started it. And by the end of that year, so it's broken into semesters when people can sign up, it was the largest class that was at the university and it still is there today. So it's oh, really wow. a fun, yeah, fun memory. That's so, that's so cool. Um, yeah. That's really awesome. I think, um, you know, some people might be like curious about teaching and it's really cool that you just went for it and then built it up obviously so far and so mm -hmm. what's another thing that's cool is I think a lot of people they start teaching but you actually took it farther and, and created your own brand so I guess when did you decide to like during this time when you're teaching in university was it called find your fears or, or did that come later like what was the process of kind of branding it so I think I used the phrase find your fierce for the first time when I was in university, but the class mm -hmm. wasn't called that. It wasn't a style. It wasn't a brand. It was just like, I think it was around the time that saw, um, that Beyonce had her Sasha Fierce album that had come out. And I was like, this totally embodies exactly what I sort of am going for here with this whole heels class thing, because, you know, listen, you see me outside of class and let's be honest, I'm 5'2". I'm just a bubbly personality person, 
you know, you're, you don't necessarily associate that with, you know, like powerful fears. Like it all is encompassing, but it's almost like different subsets of your personality Mm -hmm. and being able to run those heels classes almost allowed me to tap into like, again, what she was calling for alter ego. Uh, and I completely resonated with that, which is why I loved the word fierce, you know, from that moment onwards. And when I graduated university, I was a part of a couple of dance companies in Toronto, was part of boss dance company, was part of the girls club. Um, and I started teaching at the underground dance center and they were talking to me about the classes and, uh, and they called, you know, the, the classes by whatever their name would be like a heels class or a jazz funk or whatever it would be. I was like, Hey, would you mind if I called my class something else? And I was inspired by another class I had previously gone to at a, another drop-in studio randomly. And the class is called it's Britney bitch. I was like, <laughs> that is epic. I want a class name that represents what I am teaching and what I stand for. And so that's sort of how it, the name started and then it evolved. What a story. That's so great. It just all kind of naturally happened, but a lot of intention obviously behind it as well. And um, it's obviously grown and evolved so much over the years. So can you tell us more about how Find Your Fears has evolved and changed over um, these past years? Definitely. So I'd say more this year than any other um, (laughs) as we are in 2020 uh, quarantine. Mm -hmm. Throughout the years, I mean, I'd say it started off as a class at the Underground Dance Center um, and that was it. And I just, you know, I loved the idea behind it and I loved coming up with marketing and creative concepts around it. And it literally just started there and then slowly evolved to, you know, wanting to do more creative stuff with it, uh, videos, dance videos, getting more people involved in it. Um, to me, like the fiercest thing is sort of when you can get this giant group of ladies dancing together in unison and there's something so empowering about that. And so it evolved into a dance company and that was an amazing way to express that side of it. And then I started adding uh, cardio dance fitness classes, mostly because when I was inspired by some classes that I had taken in New York, but two, there were a lot of people who were seeing what was being posted on Instagram. And they were like, that's so fun, that's so cool, but I could never do that, I'm not a dancer, da 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 da. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't like that. I wanted it to be able to appeal to everybody in some way, shape or form. Um, and I mean, thankfully Instagram is able to do that to a degree, but I wanted them to have that option to feel that in a more physical way if they wanted to. So these dance fitness classes became almost like the pre fierce dance dance class, right? Because yeah. you go there, you sweat your buns off. Uh, I'd best describe that class as, hopefully I can get a little explicit here, but yeah. yeah. 
but I, I refer to it as Zumba meets Beyonce on crack cocaine because you just have so much energy. If you want a PG version, we say Zumba meets Beyonce on a triple shot of espresso. Perfect. Um, whatever works for you and whatever you res resonate with. But those classes were awesome because I got to tap into a completely different set of people who wouldn't necessarily have gone to take dance class but mm -hmm. love the idea behind it so it almost simplifies everything so that anyone could do it and now in quarantine we've uh, attempted to switch to a digital model which uh you know we just launched a platform called find your fierce tv which offers both of those offerings the dance and the fitness and we have some instructors on board so it's very exciting Mm -hmm. That is so, so cool how, yeah, you've definitely pivoted um, being quarantine or, you know, with COVID and I think a lot of businesses have. So it's really awesome. But I think what's so cool is in what you just said is how, you know, some people, they're nervous to dance and, um, you know, I can definitely, we can understand that for sure. But it's so cool because now they're able to still take your classes and still experience like the fun and like moving their bodies where maybe they wouldn't have experienced that before. So I think it's really awesome that you included the fitness side so that everybody can like you know still feel or still like you know find their fears they're still like able to move their bodies so that's that's really awesome 100 and i know that you're doing it with some of the stuff that you're putting out on instagram which looks amazing uh, so i love that as well thanks so much and speaking of instagram another thing that we know about you is that you're the queen of content because you post the coolest videos on Instagram, on YouTube, and now even on TikTok. So how do you find the motivation and inspiration to stay creative and present on those platforms? I mean, I think that, you know, there are days when it can be more challenging than other days. I think that we all go through waves of, you know, intense creativity and then waves of sort of like, okay, maybe I need to take a breather and, you know, rejuvenate those creative juices. Um, so to say that it's all the time and I always have ideas flowing is like, I often have ideas, but it's more like, okay, I have to actually plan things out or think about them. TikTok has actually been a really interesting platform because it is meant, uh, a lot for, for just like those moments in your room or in your backyard or whatever. So it's very cool. And I think a lot of people have been turning to stuff like that, especially right now. Mm. Kind of just a fun pick-me-up. The whole idea behind TikTok is just so light and fun. And I think a lot of people need that right now. Um, you know, dance, I truly believe, connects a lot to your mental health. And like I said, even just starting out this conversation has contributed to, I believe, my overall personality and outlook on life just because you know if you're able to connect with something in that way it's passionate whatever but even for people who i always say this okay you you get happy what do you do i don't know you move smile <laughs> you, move, you jump around like yeah sort of everyone's go to whether or not they choose to acknowledge that or not because a lot of people are like you know i'm not a dancer i can't yeah yeah that. But you can, like you do it when you get happy or excited, like you can't do it. So yeah, yeah. Um, the creativity is, is not always there, but I get inspiration, I think a lot of the time from things that I see around, whether that's, you know, music videos or uh, other Instagram posts or just the way that I'm feeling or a song moves me. Um, there, there's 
so much creativity in this world to be inspired by. So um, you just got to know those moments to jump on it and go for it versus the moments to sit back and take in some inspiration too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, all of your videos are amazing. <laughs> um, a lot of, especially, um, well, I got to be in a, in a few of them, which was really nice, but one of my favorites was actually one of the first ones I did, the Taylor Swift one. It was so well done and so well put together. So yeah, loved that one. That was an early morning, but. <laughs> yeah, famous for those. Yeah. Yes. You love your early mornings. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so um, of course there's a lot of uh, behind the scenes work when it comes to creating your own business. So do you have like a general, what your day to day looks like or say week to week? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's changed a lot now. Mm -hmm. Um, currently with our digital platform, find your peers TV, uh, uh, a lot of that process has been at the beginning, you know, onboarding some instructors and we're going to continue rolling out some, uh, new instructors and additional content as we go. Um, but a lot of it is just scheduling, okay, this is how many videos I need per week. And this is, um, you know, it, it's a lot of, you don't necessarily think this way, but you almost have to work backwards to say, okay, if I want to be releasing new content every week or month, and you guys know this because of the podcast, it's very similar. You have to structure it in a way that's like, okay, what's reasonable, what's attainable, and how do I continue providing people with great content that will be valuable to them, that will be helpful to them. And so, I mean, my day-to-day -day often is uh, just based on what I need to get done for that week. Sometimes that differs. There's always that creating content aspect. So there's usually two days a week, at least, that I'm creating. And then the rest of the week is sort of editing, uh, communications, trying to collaborate, um, doing all of these other things that go into building the whole structure of it. Mm -hmm. Yes, a lot goes into these things. I don't think people realize um, a piece of content can look, it can be a minute long, but it probably took you many days to actually get it to the final product. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like even from working together, costume, hair, mm -hmm. makeup, yeah. um, location, times trying to coordinate times with everybody mm -hmm. that's always a fun struggle <laughs> um so yeah there's a lot of things that go into it luckily we have a good time and it's always worth it so mm -hmm. that's the most important thing that's so cool and and to get more into um find your fierce tv which you're which you were just talking about which you're calling the netflix of dance which is so awesome um i guess can you maybe shine some light on do you think that's going to well, obviously, I'm sure since you started it, you're going to keep it going, I guess, pre or post quarantine. But how do you see it, I guess, fitting into your overall sort of business? Will you be returning to in-person classes as well? Um, or kind of what's your vision there? As of right now, um, personally, I don't see us returning to the studio until 2021 at least. Mm, yeah. I don't know what you guys are thinking, what your predictions are. Yeah, I don't know. But it's very difficult. I feel like if it was before 2021, it would be very low capacity because you're heavy breathing, right? Like you're constantly yeah. moving. So that air is being shared whether you like it or not, especially dancing. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's true. Like the whole concept of sort of having the classes is to sort of feel each other's energy to you know, learn and to have giant classes filled with people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've gotten emails from 
gyms and from other studios that are slowly starting to reopen, whether that's in Canada or in the States. And so far, everyone has to wear a mask mm-hmm. at the gym, in the studio, at all times. Mm. Imagine the treadmill or dance class covering your face the entire time. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Not fun. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I, in my personal opinion, I don't see us back in the studio before 2021. With yeah. that, that's sort of why I jumped onto Find Your Fears TV. And you know what? At this point, we're focusing on that. And then there may be opportunities to uh, pivot in different ways that we haven't sort of thought of before. But this is giving us the opportunity to explore different options and different things that we can do with the Find Your Fierce brand. So right now it's just an exploratory period while continuing to try to serve people as much fierceness as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a perfect way to do it. (laughs) And I think um, what's cool about having to pivot to be digital, obviously your content was was already reaching worldwide and, and globally, but I think to have like find your fierce tv this is a platform that truly people can do it from anywhere anytime and i think that's like there's huge value in that um so congratulations on starting that for Mm -hmm. sure thank you thank you yeah it's uh it's fun and it's exciting to see other people around the world doing tutorials so it's very very cool Mm -hmm. yeah that must be so um just warm your heart to see that see other people from that you would never otherwise know or meet so that's really cool yeah 100 percent. no it's very cool So um, entrepreneurship, of course, comes with a lot of ups and downs, a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows. So I was just wondering, we were wondering um, if there's anything that you'd want to share about like the ups and the downs of having your own business and having to manage it every day. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that I have learned and I'm continuing to learn is one, to be action oriented when there's a problem not about dwelling on the problem. It's about trying to find a solution. What is your action step? This isn't a time to talk about and dwell on what the issue is. What are you going to do now? It already exists. Mm-hmm. Um, and problems come up all the time, whether that was, you know, we brought up the Halloween video. They did come to open up the space for us at yep. five <laughs> We got there so you know you're delayed that way so there's so many it's from little things to the big things like pandemics you know so you have to deal with whatever life throws at you the other thing i'd say is implementing systems this is definitely something that i'm i've more gotten into recently and has helped me tremendously so far uh and there's so many other ways that i can continue to improve uh but creating systems for whatever you have to do, create templates, create ways that you can teach someone to do what you do. For instance, you know, with Find Your Fierce TV, there's a bunch of editing. So I've written out an entire form for how I like my videos edited. And I go on Fiverr and I find someone that can do a good job. And it might take you one, two, three times to find different people. But Again, that comes down to action-oriented, but the systems help you so much. Let's say that person, for whatever reason, stops responding to you. Now you have to rewrite your whole entire message of how you want to have all your videos edited. You don't. You have a template. Hey, next person, this is how I want it edited. End of story. 
move on. So learning to delegate and find different ways to have systems implemented has been a huge learning for me. This is kind of going, going off script here, but I'm just so curious of um, when you, like at what point did you say like, okay, I need help with this. Like I need other people involved. Like when did you stop just doing everything by yourself? I mean, I'm still guilty of doing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I actually really want to get better at that. But then you have to, it, it's like a, a seesaw of time versus money, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm more and more trying to value my time because time you cannot get back. Money, you can find ways, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I don't say that it's simple or easy, but you have to know where, where you're going to get the most out of things. If I'm spending 200 hours editing, what does that do for my creativity? What does that do for um, ideas to push and pivot, find your fierce forward? Uh, what does that do for my personal growth? Not much, right? Mm -hmm. Right. I could spend those hours in a much better place, connecting with more people, uh, promoting, learning more about Facebook marketing, uh, learning more about, you know, other things that I could integrate to continue to elevate what I've already built. Mm -hmm. And that knowledge that you have, that you earn and learn there, you can take elsewhere with you, right? You can mm -hmm. apply, let's say tomorrow for whatever reason, God forbid, you know, like I roll my ankle or something. And I can't teach it all. At least like right now I have some instructors, but let's say it was just me too. Mm. I would like, I would have to pivot. I would have no choice, whether that's find your fierce in a different way or it's no longer find your fierce and Monica has to find another new outlet until her leg heals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and now I have all this knowledge that I can take and apply somewhere else. So right. it's knowing where you're going to get the most out of your time. And we all have limited time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so cool. I mean, like it's, it's impossible. I feel like we're, it sounds like all three of us have the personalities. Like we want to do everything all yeah. the time, but it's like, you know, it's, it's impossible to do everything all the time. So as you said, yeah, just finding really placing the value on your time and then knowing what's worth it and, and what's not makes a lot of sense. And going back to the beginning of the conversation when you said, um, you know, you're obviously such a positive person and full of energy. So how, like, how, how do you stay like that? You know, like how, how do you how? keep <laughs> how, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, I think that movement has a lot to do with it. I think the fact that I do often dance, I mean, it's, you know, it's a habit for me at this point that, uh, it's part of my lifestyle. I think that that's a huge contributor. Um, do I have days where, you know, like I like to just be quiet alone in my room and whether that's doing work or whether that's, um, you know, self-reflection or whatever it might be. I don't know that I can properly respond to this, but my go-to is glass half full. And, you know, I have days where, you know, I do just want to be alone and I do just sort of want to, I'm in my head. We all have moments like that. Life is not supposed to, if we were always here, this is what life would be. Mm -hmm. And that's like, you, then you won't feel any of it. So you have to experience some lows to feel the highs. But again, I think that it's always looking for the good in situations, no matter what the situation is. 
And maybe that's something that needs to be trained for people um, more than others. Um, I'm lucky to have been brought up in a very positive, you know, loving household. So I'm very, very fortunate and privileged in that way. So, um, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to my parents. Um, but I think it's that combination of environment plus what you expose yourself to. I know that a lot of people, especially in this age of social media, that often becomes a trigger for them not feeling the greatest about themselves. And, you know, I think that social media has a lot of pros and a lot of cons. And I think it's learning a, a balance of what that is. One, fill your feed with things that will make you feel good. Um, sometimes those same things on, on a bad day will trigger you in a, in a bad way as well. But if you're more careful about making sure that you're following, for instance, people who you know will push you, motivate you, inspire you, and you look at things and people's accomplishments as inspiration versus some reason to put yourself down because those are your two options right you always have the mindset of like okay oh that's so cool that they're doing that thing or oh my god they achieved that you know that means that maybe I can do that or maybe what I'm thinking is possible but there's always the opposite person who can say oh like I've done nothing or oh I'm not capable of anything but the key is I think exposing yourself to those resources that will allow you to think more positively surrounding yourself with people that will help you lift yourself up and that want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. Well, that's beautiful. I think that's <laughs> like anyone can take that advice and run with it. It's so um, important and it is a really good outlook on life that you have. So thank you for spreading that all around in every platform you have and everyone that you meet in person too. Thank you. Do you have any advice for dancers or teachers or choreographers who are looking to monetize their craft and make it their career? That is a great question. I think one, it starts with knowing what you want to do with your craft. I found it very challenging when I was in the Toronto dance scene, not knowing what I wanted to do. So I was part of companies and I would talk to a lot of people who I always found that there were two types of people. There were people who hundred percent, like they wanted to go on tour. They wanted to, you know, dance with artists. They wanted to be in music videos. Um, and then there was the other side, um, of people who really were interested in, you know, running a studio, um, and something along those lines. I think that often those seem to be the two, ways that people can go. However, with the internet, there's definitely been a boom in the ability to monetize what you're doing more so. So one, you can go the route of, okay, I'm going to really try to push myself on social, really going to try to build a brand, really going to try to get myself out there, going to try to, um, you know, if you are going that way, I would say try to get in as many collaborations as you can, connect with as many people as you can, have a niche of some sort, know what you're, you know, like whether it's dance or fitness or, you know, a specific, you could go more niche than that even. You could say, oh, I'm the person that only does booty bands. You know what I mean? You mm -hmm. can, you know, and then you can expand from there, but you become sort of known for something. And then you start adding nuggets of the rest of yourself in there because, okay, once you're known for something, people also want to know that you're human. 
So that's the social media route. And then there's plenty of sites you gain a following that will, you know, that have potential collaborations and works work and things like that for you. Um, I know that there's other sites like OnlyFans and, um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the other one. Uh, starts with a P. What is it? Patreon? Patreon? Yeah. How do you Patreon. Say it? Yeah, that's Patreon. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, I only ever see it written out. I never hear anyone say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's an option essentially like pays creators to create. Um, you can do affiliate stuff. Again, some of these things, like I actually haven't previously done affiliate stuff. I've done more partnership stuff and collaborations. And then there's the option to create um, like workshops and sites online. So again, that's selling your uh, courses or workshops, whether that's dance, fitness, whatever, uh, nutrition, whatever it might be. And you can do that through just like a one-time sale or something like a Find Your Fierce TV. And there's various platforms to do that on. Um, I know even Squarespace now has the ability to create memberships within Squarespace. So only members can access certain things. And like, I, I'm on a platform called Uscreen. I know that there's a lot of uh, dance instructors who are on that platform. Um, so there are a variety of different ways. Uh, it's just sometimes getting creative. And I think the hardest part is just patience in the build. And mm -hmm. because it's not gonna happen overnight. Yeah. I, that's, that's something I feel like I need to like remind myself of like every day, like, you know, be more patient about just anything, like not necessarily in business, but like, I just feel like maybe it's this day and age or like a generation thing, but, or with social media or like with Amazon or all these things, it's like, I want this, you know, you want something and you want it now, but, um, definitely that I'm so glad that you mentioned the patience and it's so cool. I feel like you're so knowledgeable about, uh, like just hearing you talk about social media is really, really interesting for sure. And I think a lot of people are going to take a lot of value from the conversation. Um, and speaking of kind of picking your brain for more advice, do you kind of have more advice for not necessarily dancers, but just anyone looking to go into business in general, maybe like more so mindset advice um, or someone who's kind of nervous to dive into their business? Yeah. I'm of the camp that says um, you have to be at the point where you're ready, yet at the same time, don't hold yourself back from an, I'm going to call it an entrepreneurial idea or venture or adventure wherever you are right now. So whether you're working somewhere right now, full-time, part-time, whatever it might be, there's no harm in one researching ideas and two slowly, you know, uh, going after them or testing them or trying them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I'm being completely blunt and honest, I, you know, I thought that I wanted a studio. Um, and that's something that I actually realized that is not what I want after doing what I call a minimum viable product and a crap ton of research. So what did I do in terms of research? And this is maybe if anyone is, is interested, whether that's a studio or a retail business or, um, you know, oh, I could go on for online businesses for a really long time. I love reading it. <laughs> I 
we all love podcasts on mindset and lit, I'm a junkie um, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, uh, but it, step one, research. Uh, what does it cost to rent or lease a space in your area? Be that a lot. <laughs> Vaughn, be that, you know, Brampton, be that Hamilton, Waterloo, like what does it cost for an average size space? Go back before that. How big does your space have to be? Do you know anything about square footage? How, how big of a space do you need or want? How many students do you need to break even? How many instructors will you have? What are your costs and expenses? So these are a lot of things that, um, I think we're often a little bit more hesitant to dive into. I know I'm a person that often has wanted to and in the past has led with emotion. And as I continue to learn and speak to people who are more experienced than I am, um, that's one thing that I did uh, when I was doing my research. I spoke to a ton of studio owners just to say like, what's the experience like? what, you know, what are you looking at in terms of, you know, what are your challenges? Again, like it comes down to all those little questions. And at the end of the day, you have to decide for yourself, but you have to know your costs. You got to know your expenses. You got to know what that's going to look like because you can't just dive in and be like, okay, I'm going to stay in the studio. I will tell you right now, downtown Toronto, good luck starting a studio for less than $200,000. Wow. <laughs> or anyone steps foot into the studio. That's, and that's like an, a little, it's on the low side. Yeah. Wow. I was talking yeah. about this with actually like my, my mom um, the other day, just because I think when I was younger, I dancing competitively. I think that was something I always thought about. I was like, Oh, it'd be so cool to own a studio. Um, and she brought it up and then I just kind of am like, you know, with everything, obviously there's value and um, so cool to people who, who do that. But then it's also really cool to, to see how much more scalable like online business is. And it's like, you, you don't need the physical space necessarily because everybody can take your class from home. And I think like COVID and this pandemic has really proven that. So it's really, it's really interesting um, and a cool point. Agreed. And not to say that, you know, I don't believe that digital will completely replace, um, you know, in person. There is something about yeah. it that is uh, very special. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I think and look up to all the people who spoke to me and shared their experiences. Um, but that helps you decide what you want to do. And that's why I said, like, dip your toe in before before you decide whether or not something is or isn't a good idea. What I did, for instance, was rented a whole bunch of studio space, hired a bunch of instructors, and like did a minimum viable product of testing what that looked like. And through that experiment, I was like, you know what? Personally, I felt like a studio would be a little bit too much of an anchor for me. But someone who loves stability and, you know, and, you know, loves being where they are uh, in terms of location and you can grow, of course, from there. Um, but it, it is like a very cool concept. Like I still love the concept of a studio, but I realized personally for me, I do need a little bit more freedom than that. Um, but dip your toes in, try a minimum viable product, do your research, do your math, speak to people, 
who are doing what you think that you want to do. I read a, you know, uh, or I listened rather to a podcast. I think it was Mel Robbins, actually. She was like, I thought I wanted to own a coffee shop. And then I went to work in a coffee shop. I really <laughs> didn't want to own a coffee shop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, try things. Try things. Uh, I'm not done trying things. So I think life is all about trying things and some things will succeed and some things will fail and you'll learn more from the things that you fail from than the things that you succeed at. So yeah, very true. That's, such, so a, that's true. such a good lesson. And you won't know success unless like how you're talking about the highs and lows, like you're not going to know success until you experience failure. So definitely a good lesson. You won't love every minute of anything either. You got to remember that. Like, <laughs> like we say about the highs and the lows, they will come regardless of how passionate you are about something. There's always going to be an element of, of it that is less fun or exhilarating. You know what I mean? Like I'm not dancing around all day, which is I think most of what people think that I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. We all show on Instagram what we choose to show and, mm-hmm. you know, often have decided to brand ourselves as and I think that people forget sometimes that human beings are complex and they have a lot going on in their lives and I think that it's just important for all of us to understand that Instagram does not equal life it is a snapshot of what people choose to show Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's definitely the highlight reel and it's important that we remember that for sure and yeah, and, and this probably plays a part in, you know, mental well-being and, and kind of moving on to some wellness questions for you. And, you know, you're, you're a very confident individual, and we think that confidence is part of wellness. And so how do you encourage individuals to kind of own that find your fierce mantra outside of the fitness and dance space? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that that is part why I started to create a little bit of merchandise as well. Um, you know, we, we actually have our diamond, which is FYF, like inverted, uh, within the diamond and we put it on, um, on the wrist. Why did I do that? One, because we do this pose a lot, (laughs) but two, because I think that oftentimes when, uh, it's, it's, it's common for people who are not in a good place to uh, hurt themselves, unfortunately. And I think that having that symbolically on your wrist is one, showing strength, and two, reminds you to find your fears, to find it in different areas of life, to um, push forward. Today might not be a great day, but you can always change your situation. You can always change your mindset. You just have to make the choice to. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate because suicide actually is a huge, uh, unfortunate thing that happens. And it's very common with people who have mental health problems. And, you know, I've seen it firsthand and heard many stories. And I, it's just having the right mindset can change so much for you in your life and can change completely the way you look at everything. And to me, Find Your Fierce is a reminder of that. Every day, in every way, no matter what it is, you know, face your fears, find your fierce. You know, you're having a shy moment, 
deep breath, find your fears. Let's go. Let's talk to that person. Let's jump onto that idea. Let's try this. Let's whatever it might be. I've found many instances in my life. I've told myself, okay, now you can't be a hypocrite, you know, go find your fears. Mm -hmm. So it, anyways, for me, it, it plays a huge role in everything. Wow. I didn't know that about uh, the location of it, like on the shirt. So that's really nice and really thoughtful and beautiful that you put that there. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, yeah, not a story that I've shared with a lot of people, but the people who are sort of part of the design process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful and, and really inspiring that kind of to know that even to yourself, you have to remind yourself to find your fears and that it's possible I think a lot of times people feel so stuck sometimes in their mindset and sometimes, yeah, you might need help or professional help to help you change that mindset, but it is possible to change. And so I think it's, it's really, it's really great that we're talking about that and um, that you really embody that in your, in your work. Yeah. And uh, listen, I actually, I very much encourage people to go and get help. I completely agree with you. I don't think that it can always be, uh, you know, something that's done on your own. Sometimes it can, sometimes it can't, depends on where you're at. Um, and that's part of why for Find Your Fears TV, we actually are donating a portion of proceeds to uh, a charity called Stella's Place. It's an organization in Toronto um, that supports mental health. And uh, they have a really, really cool, uh, well, they have multiple programs there that are very, very cool and very accepting. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we'll, we'll include that information in the, yeah. in the show notes for sure. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And then that, that leads to, um, so how do you take care of yourself both mentally and physically so that you can continue to show up for others? Hmm. That's a great question. I feel like I don't actually get that question a lot. Um, I mean, again, I feel very blessed to have a very supportive and loving family that you know when i do go through things i i can turn to them so like i have that support system um you know in terms of taking care of my own physical well-being like i said you know dance is a huge part of it but Mm -hmm. this as well my my husband's into running so sometimes he's made a little bit more of a runner out of me than a dancer on certain days (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> but um, but dance is definitely my go-to. Outside of that, I just try my best to eat healthy, talk to myself properly. Um, you know, I think that we all have moments where we reflect on where we've been, where we're at, where we're going, where we want to go. Um, so uh, I think it's it's a constant check-in, but learning to take those moments and using them to motivate yourself. Um, again, like we said, a lot of it comes down to mindset, but I'm very lucky to have a support system that I think has been a, a, a great rock to me. So. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really great that you have that support. So now for a question that we ask all of our guests, uh, what does wellness mean to you? What does wellness mean to me? If I, if I like the first thing that came to my mind actually was peace. Um, and then the next thing that came to my mind was health. Um, so I think it's, it's probably a combination of, of those things where your body and your mind are sort of in a good state, in a peaceful state, in a healthy state. Um, wellness is you being in a place that you can take care of yourself, I think. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a really good answer. I think those are, you know, of course, health and, and wellness, they go, it seems like hand in hand, but the, we haven't heard the word peace before. So that's, that's a good mm-hmm. one for sure. I think that in, embodies what everybody's trying to strive for. And so for a couple closing questions for you, um, what does the future look like for Monica and for Find Your Fears? That is a great question. I guess <laughs> I have to tune in to find <laughs> Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, well, right now we're, we're really trying to push this Find Your Fears TV platform um, and make it a, a go-to place for, for people. Uh, you know, our target market is often, uh, specifically we appeal to women generally, you know, but it's an open space where, you know, we're inclusive of, of everyone. And so that is our current focus and where we want to put our efforts into, but we're always trying to expand and push more and give you guys and all the, you know, digital community as much value as possible. Um, So we have a few other ideas in the works that we're playing with, but right now uh, the biggest thing that I want to encourage people to do is whether it's us, Find Your Fears TV, something else, just find that thing that will bring you happiness. So we're hoping Find Your Fierce does that for a lot of people in their own homes and, you know, they could do it with their families, their children, their, you know, it's pretty appropriate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. No, um, everyone is going to love Find Your Fierce TV. um, And it's, yeah, can't wait to try it out. Um, So what would your younger self say to you if she saw you now? (laughs) interesting I mean my automatic go-to was keep going like just keep going keep pushing I don't know really truly what because I'm trying to put myself like I think that that that's me today that's telling myself that and maybe Mm -hmm. just uh assuming that my younger self would be just so insightful Um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I found something in I must have written it in grade one or two or whenever you start learning how to write um and it was a piece of paper from school that he got to pull out things on I remember on it and I think I had actually posted it previously um when I found it because I was like this is awesome because little kids are the greatest to watch and to hear because they have no filter and yeah and they're uninhibited and it said I don't want to change anything because it said, oh, what would you change about yourself if you could change one thing? And I said, I don't want to change anything. I'm happy. Oh, oh my gosh. That I think is what I hope for just throughout life. Mm-hmm. Content and happy. And that doesn't mean not being motivated. That doesn't mean pushing, not pushing yourself. It means finding happiness in whatever space you're in and whatever you're doing and just being grateful and thankful for everything in your life in every moment. Wow. I, that, that is like, Oh my gosh, that's like so heartwarming. And Mm -hmm. I, I just hope that like every child, first of all, like feels like that, but then also like, yeah, like when, you know, when does that change? I feel like there becomes a certain age when people want to change things about themselves and we should just keep like, I think somebody else posted this the other day saying like, what did you do just like naturally when you were five years old? Like think about yourself when you were five and like, what were you doing? And I'm sure you were like dancing around. So (laughs) that's awesome that you're still doing it. And it's like, you know, we, 
who we were when we were little, like sort of indicates things like there's patterns. So that's, that's such a cool story. I really mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, Am I that's so nice. back to you guys? I'm just kind of curious. Right now. <laughs> yes, I have a five-year-old niece and yes, they're very exciting to watch. <laughs> uh, wait, did you say, can you ask the question back? Like, yeah, like what would your inner child say to yourself or your younger self rather your younger self what would it say to yourself oh my god it's oh, <laughs> so funny I'm like yeah, we, yeah, it's we came, so hard. I know we came up with the questions and we're like we don't know how to answer yeah <laughs> well because of like what I said of how somebody I think I, forget, I think it was Katie uh, Fenn who we pre- previously had on the podcast was talking about her five-year-old self and um like when I was five, like, honestly, I was like a bookworm. Like I was so cheesy because I would, I'd read a book and I would write, um, like have a paper on my wall, like start date end date, like how long it took me to finish the book, like weird stuff like that. Anyways, like, I just feel like maybe that, like, it's kind of like, like the idea of like, keep learning. Like I obviously liked to gain knowledge. And I think that's what we're trying to do even through just the podcast. Um, so that's kind of cool. I think that I just really like learning from different perspectives and also just like stories. I think, I don't know. I think lately I've been super into like nonfiction and like self-development stuff, you know, and it's great. And then, but then I think there's also, it's important to like, remember to also just have pure fun and like, remember those fiction and those stories, you know, sometimes just let things go and just be good with where you're at, you know? Yeah. I can attest, Sarah, you love stories. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, me, as a kid, I, I've been told that I was always, like, yearning to play with everyone, like, always wanted to be part of the group, not the center of attention, but, like, just a part of any group. Um, and I think that's still so true today. Like, I thrive off being in groups with groups of people and bouncing ideas. I, I don't really like having to work by myself all day, every day. <laughs> Uh, um so I think just like knowing that knowing that about me but like apparently when I think I was like three or four I was sitting on the sidewalk and there were a bunch of older kids across the street playing and apparently I would just sit there and watch and tell my parents that I wanted to go play <laughs> but uh, I couldn't because they were like 12 and I was like four or five <laughs> so like little things like that but that's just that is so true about me now not that I'm like yearning to hang out with like 50 year olds but like <laughs> wanting to like be a part of a group and get and have quarantine be over yes yeah working by myself all day every day is uh it's getting to me <laughs> definitely it's so cool that you guys are doing these these podcasts and I think that they're really really cool and you know you guys are obviously a dynamic duo so that's awesome oh uh, thank you so much that's so cute that nobody usually asks us questions questions back so that was fun um and before we close off we just want to ask we want to do a speed round um so ask you just like a few quick questions of your you know favorite things and whatnot and then we will close up so kira you can start with the first question all right um your favorite social media platform instagram yeah <laughs> um your favorite artist like music whatever Beyonce slash J-Lo for the performance aspect, but more Beyonce for the music. <laughs> yes. Apples or oranges? Apples. Chocolate or candy? Popcorn. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I was going to throw a popcorn question in there because I know you love it, but then I was like, it will probably come up here anyways. Yeah. Um, push-ups or squats? Squats. Yeah. 
Um, what's your guilty pleasure? Mm, guilty pleasure? Uh, uh, <laughs> or just like, I don't know, your favorite, favorite yeah. thing. I don't know. We could say bananas and peanut butter. I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. And your dream vacation spot. Ooh. I was supposed to go on a honeymoon, but I've never been to Japan. I was supposed to go. It's not happening. Um, oh. <laughs> um, so I, really I don't know if I have like a dream dream, but I just love traveling in general. Um, and I love warm weather. <laughs> For sure. All right. So that, that's it. That um, wraps up all of our questions today. So thank you so, so much for joining us. Um, so many people are going to learn so much from this. And yeah, everything that you said is so inspiring. And of course, you're a bundle of joy. So it's definitely going to resonate with so many people. So could you, uh, just before we jump off, share where people can connect with you online and on social? For sure. Well, one, thank you guys so much for having me. You're amazing. And I'm down to chat and brainstorm with you guys any day. Uh, this is so much fun. And I'd love to turn the whole thing around on you guys next time. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to have a reverse interview yeah. um, and where people can find me. So I'm on all the platforms, doing all the things uh, at Monica Gold One on Instagram and TikTok, uh, YouTube Monica Gold. Find your find.your.fierce on Instagram and find your fierce on YouTube, findyourfierce.ca if you want to sign up for live classes and newsletters and findyourfierce.tv if you're going digital. So literally all the places, like we're everywhere. All the places. Oh, it's been such a fun conversation and we'll link all of those um, places where people can find you and all the details in the show notes. And thank you so much again. And um, yeah, we'll see you soon, hopefully in person. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much. All right, there you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode with Monica Gold. As you can tell, even just through her voice, she's such a bubbly and positive person and spreads so much joy. And you should definitely go check out all of the Find Your Fierce classes online, Find Your Fierce TV and hopefully you'll be able to get in a classroom with her in 2021 once COVID hopefully goes away. (laughs) All of her social and website links are linked in the description below, so go check it out. And a reminder, if you wanna try out some CBD, if you have some back pain or you're trying to relieve some anxiety, you can go over to Resolve CBD and try out their products. And you can use code RSLVTWTO for 10% off your purchase. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we will see you with a new episode in a couple of weeks.